Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day, listeners. Welcome to today's broadcast. Everyone has a story to tell about a relative or friend who is suffering from a serious illness. Who has not been affected by one disease or another? Every now and then, this raises provocative questions. Some will ask, Is illness a direct punishment from God because of a specific sin or lack of faith? Moreover, is it possible that a stronger faith would cause a miracle to take away illness? It is common to hear the notion that an illness such as cancer is directly caused by a lack of faith or a particular sin. In fact, faithful members of the church who are struck by illness or tragedy often wonder aloud whether this thing happened to them because they are less deserving than others. To say such a thing, or to teach this to others, is a blow which causes untold emotional and spiritual agony. Imagine living with cancer, or to have a loved one dying of cancer, and to be told, this is what you deserve. Imagine hearing the comment, I wonder what you did to deserve this. It is, of course, undeniable that certain actions can result in devastating consequences. Someone who smokes for years has nothing to be surprised about when he comes down with lung cancer. Someone who abuses alcohol can damage his liver. Someone who drives recklessly on slippery roads has no one to blame but himself when he gets into an accident and hurts himself. However, to link every disease or affliction to a specific sin or a lack of faith is totally unbiblical. We may think of a dialogue between Jesus Christ and his disciples in John chapter 9, the verses 1 to 3, and there we read, As he went along, that is Jesus, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. If there was ever a time that Jesus Christ wanted to affirm that there is a direct link between a specific sin and disease, then this was that moment. However, Jesus Christ wants no part in that kind of thinking. The man's blindness was not about the result of specific sin, but would be used for the glory of God. This illness had a reason, but it was not punishment for sin. We may also think of other examples in Scripture. Job suffered horrendously. However, we are well informed that behind this suffering was Satan's attempt to make Job curse God while God was testing him. Think also of the great heroes of faith found in Hebrews 11. How these men and women suffered, and yet they are not counted as men and women who are weak in faith, who deserve to be punished. They are heroes of faith. And furthermore, how are we to understand the amazing words of James 1, the verses 2 and 3, which say, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know 
that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. The point is not that people suffer trials and tribulations because of a sin they committed. It is a matter of testing and strengthening faith. As difficult as this may seem, we should rejoice, we should consider it pure joy when God brings trials into our lives. And besides the clear reason that God uses diseases and afflictions to strengthen faith, the question still needs to be asked, how did such things come into our world? And the answer to that is very clear. From the fall into sin in paradise. We read in Genesis 3 that after the fall, all manner of hardships entered into the world. There was pain. There was also death. And this is confirmed by the book of Ecclesiastes, where the preacher speaks about the vanity or meaninglessness of life under the sun. This is also confirmed by the Apostle Paul, in the words of Romans 8, verse 22. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. What is this creation writhing in agony, but a creation which has its disasters? It's violence, men of hatred, cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, and even death itself. But we should not say that each and every disease and affliction is the direct result of personal sin. It is true that in a more general way, we can speak of all hardships resulting from the fall into sin. We all bear responsibility for that. When our Lord Jesus Christ came into this world... He healed the sick, opened the eyes of the blind, cast out demons, and he even raised the dead. He had great compassion for those who suffered all kinds of diseases and afflictions. One example in John 5 concerns a man who had been an invalid for 38 years. He lay at the pool of Bethesda, where people were known to be healed in a miraculous fashion. How he longed to be healed! The Lord Jesus told him to get up and walk, and instantly the man was healed. What a miraculous healer Jesus Christ was. Clearly, he was reversing the effects of the fall into sin, but what was he really doing? Had he come only or primarily to remove our bodily ailments? The primary reason for Christ's coming was to deal with man's real disease, which is his sin and misery. His healing of the sick was a signal which was meant to draw everyone's attention to the deeper meaning of his ministry. What has really hurt man and threatens him eternally is his alienation from God. Jesus Christ came to take away our sins through his precious blood and to restore our fellowship with God. Matters of health, life, death, pain and disease touch Jesus Christ very deeply. But it was not his immediate concern. It would not be until the last day of the world that he would wipe away every tear from our eyes, and pain, and sin, and death would be no more. However, what Jesus Christ does do immediately is address our deepest need. He takes away our greatest wound and hurt. He fills us with the overwhelming comfort and hope that he has paid for our sins. And there is now nothing that can separate us from the love of God. When a short while later, 
the Lord Jesus met the man whom he healed at Bethesda, he said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Now some have interpreted these words to mean, You sinned once and suffered for thirty-eight years. Now you have a second chance. Don't sin again, or you will get a worse disease. But in the light of Jesus Christ's entire ministry, this makes no sense. Jesus Christ is saying, I have healed you from your physical disease. What does that now tell you? Does that not open your eyes? Do you not see the great meaning of my being able to overcome and to reverse the effects of the fall into sin? I am the great healer in the sense that I am the one who liberates people from their sin and misery so that they may live in a restored fellowship with God. All who believe in me, all who are spiritually healed, will now fight against sin and temptation and live their lives to the praise and glory of God. I have made you healthy, says the Lord Jesus. Now stay healthy. No one should minimize the tremendous suffering that people endure when dealing with such things as cancer. However, it is equally important to look at suffering in the right way. It is horrible to harm people emotionally and spiritually by suggesting their illness and trouble is due to a lack of faith. It is also horrible to cause a false hope by suggesting that the best thing that could happen to someone who has a disease or any kind of affliction is that a miracle would occur to heal them. Of course, it is a blessing to receive good health and to recover from an illness. But this is not the primary blessing. The primary blessing is knowing that Jesus Christ has died for our sins and restored us to fellowship with God. This is a blessing that gives us comfort in the good times and the bad, in life and in death. In fact, as James 1 teaches us, Trials and tribulations have the positive benefit of testing and strengthening our faith. I've been allowed to see this firsthand many times, as I have spent time with seriously ill people, including people who eventually died of their illness. The real miracle of Jesus Christ becomes evident when one sees that a person who is dying of something like cancer becomes so sharp and focused in his or her faith. The things of this world become relatively unimportant, and even the cancer becomes unimportant. The body, which is becoming like an old, worn-out tent, becomes unimportant. Only one thing is important. Knowing that Jesus Christ has died for our sins and secured our adoption as the children of God. This is the true, inner, spiritual, and eternal healing awarded to us by the great healer, Jesus Christ. The day will come quickly enough when the great healer will also wipe away every tear from our eyes. All sin, all pain, every form of cancer and heart disease, mental depression, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and every other ailment will be removed by our Lord Jesus Christ. It will be paradise restored. Thank you for listening. Till next time.